Welcome, welcome everyone to MCU Rewatch, your path through the Marvel Cinematic Universe leading up to Avengers Endgame. I am your host, Mark Turcott, and joining me for this episode, first up, Mr. Paris Lilly. Paris, what's up, man? Hey, thanks for having me on again. Why should I say thanks again? for having me on? This is our podcast. That's right, man. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I'm excited to talk about Iron Man 2. I, I got some interesting opinions on this one. All right. And of course, the man who joins us for every episode and not just again. Swain. Swain, what's up, man? Hey, fellas. Let's get back to this. Are you ready to talk some Iron Man 2? You ready to talk some Iron Man 2? All right. Oh, well, yeah. this week, guys, we are talking about Iron Man 2, the, what is this? This is the third movie in the MCU, and this movie first came out, when was this? This was back in April 26th of 2010. So when did we, we figured the first Iron Man was what, 2008? So this was yes. two years after that initial release. And, uh, you know, do we want to kind of maybe just give general impressions right now of the movie before we start jumping into it specifically, you think, or, or what? I, I'll say this. Uh, it it held up better than I thought, but you can clearly see that this was, hey, we have a plan now to do this Avengers thing. So <laughs> let's go ahead and push everything towards that. And I think if there was any negative towards the movie, it would be that. But uh, yeah, not not bad. Not as bad as I thought it was going to be rewatching it again. Ah, uh, man, I love Iron Man and my wife hates him. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but now like this was this has some of my favorite Iron Man moments of all of the, like all of the movies, um, and I very much enjoy uh, this one. It's probably yeah. It's it's definitely my favorite Iron Man movie, and uh, like you said, it starts setting up Avengers, and it's like very nostalgic to me that it's like oh, it's this was where it started. It's like yeah. Iron Man one was like yeah, that's the beginning of like Marvel doing movies really but this was where it really started like revving up and s taking us in a whole nother direction rather than just like hey this is like another one-off movie no this is like a tie-in yeah. to something so much more yep well i think what i like about this movie is we get to see tony kind of like almost feeling like maybe he's a god to some extent like the movie <laughs> yeah. opens it i mean we could we could talk about you know the kind of the the um the ivan scene and you know, with uh what's his name um uh, who, who's mickey rourke you know his whole his whole moment is really the beginning of the movie but then it goes into that senate hearing and just the cockiness that is in tony when he's up there in front of the government <laughs> talking and like that's just such a classic scene and and oh, you know we, we get to see just tony being so so arrogant thinking like literally i am god what, is, what does he say like i have privatized uh, world peace. successfully world privatized world peace and those the next wow thing. like what a thing for someone to stand there not even like you know that it that he has an My, army of people that he's hiring it's no it's me i have privatized world peace that, drop the mic i love that it. Senate oh, yeah. hearing has one of my favorite lines by roadie when because now now it's don cheadle it's no longer exactly yeah uh, yep. so he comes in and he says look it's me i'm here deal with it let's yeah, move on that was brilliant. and it's like, like the really perfect like, like hey we recast this character but we're just gonna not acknowledge any of it <laughs> at yes. all move yeah. on i'm here i'm here yep. he's not 
Let's go. You know, I didn't no. even pick up on that, man. That's great that you say that. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. But yeah, he just walks in and it's just like, yep, new actor, deal with it. Move on. Yep, Look, it's just me. Deal with it. Now, another great part of that Senate hearing was the fact that, you know, the late, great Gary Shandling Gary was Shandling, Senator yeah. Stern and that. And watching it now, it gives it a completely <laughs> different context yeah, because yeah. we know he we know he was a part of Hydra. And yeah, Hell, of Hydra course. Scene. Of course, Ooh, he wanted the Iron Man suit that's right. because he wants it for Hydra. So it, that that completely changes that whole thing. And then, like you said, just the arrogance of Stark and the way he was talking oh, to he Justin just Hammer. All of the all of the yeah yeah little uh, video TVs monitors and all that. Yep. And it's like, oh, I'm just going to show you how far out everyone is from Iron but, Man but, technology. I actually want to take you back to the scene prior where, you know, he's he's on the uh, yeah. he, he's on the plane and he jumps off right. and he goes to the Stark Expo. There's actually a deleted scene which has like halfway finished um, effects on it uh, where where it leads more towards the demon in the bottle uh, storyline from the comics because he's actually puking from a from a hangover oh, right man. before he does that. And you actually see part of that scene in one of the trailers because Pepper throws the helmet out and he jumps out after it and then he puts it on midair and then flies down to the ah, expo. Okay. So it was gonna yeah, so it was actually gonna be a completely also different scene. Makes a little sense because he's like flying through all those fireworks like clumsily yeah. at first. Yeah. And yep. like, oh yeah, that would make a lot of sense if he was a little hungover for that. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, I think this movie really just sets up, especially by the end of it when, you know, he can kind of see just what the suit can do when put into other hands or that technology is used by other people. But it kind of sets us up leading into just, you know, moving forward with Tony's kind of overarching story to where we are now in the MCU of like, wait a minute, you know, and, and not to coin a, a Spider-Man phrase, but with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> Tony doesn't know that in this movie till, you know, I mean, he learns it a little bit by the end of this movie, but it takes his arc a long way through the MCU to even get to that point. Um, and that, I think to me, that's why I like Iron Man 2. Um, I think I'm with you, Swain. This, I think, is my favorite Iron Man. As, as much nostalgia as I have for that first one, where you get to see him kind of really don the armor, and it just, I think, the wow factor of, oh my God, that's Iron Man up on the screen. Um, yeah. It definitely just, I think, in terms of the movies, is, is my favorite. Um, so I mean, we're, so let's uh, you know, let's move on, I guess, to the villain because we, we get to see kind of very early on. We see Mickey Rourke playing uh, Ivan Vanko, and uh, we see a little bit of his kind of his story as to where he begins. Um, in I mean, is it Mother Russia that he's from? Yes. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Russia. From the Mother Russia, and and basically coming to this race, we see him building his own arc reactor. So we know there's some sort of knowledge or some sort of history that he has uh, with this technology. Uh, but then we have probably one of the most fantastic scenes, I think, in, in many of these early movies is that race scene where Tony just hops Ooh. in the car, racing in the Grand Prix <laughs> car. And man, when, when you know Whiplash comes out with those whips, it is awesome. I remember seeing that on the previews and just being dumbfounded by it, like how cool it looked when he is just whipping those things around. Um, what do you guys think of just that scene of him kind of coming out onto the racetrack? Oh, it was a pretty fun, pretty fun scene, and and I actually like the banter between Happy and Pepper in the car, <laughs> yeah. like trying to get him the briefcase. That, that yeah. was actually a pretty funny scene. Now, but, hey, Happy uh, was straight trying to murder Whiplash, though he kept ramming him going with the back car. and forth. Just, yeah. yeah, he had bloodlust in his eyes. <laughs> oh, uh, that was kind of interesting seeing seeing it back, you know, back back again now. But um, good scene. Uh, I I like 
at the end when he defeats Whiplash and he's holding the arc reactor and you can see him scanning it through the suit, like kind of deciphering it. Yeah. And then right in the scene right after when, you know, uh, they got Whiplash in, in custody and Stark visits him and he's talking to him on a highly intellectual level because he knows that this is the guy that actually created yeah. it. And he's talking about, oh, you, if you did this, if you changed a little yeah. bit of that, you could have sold this to the Koreans. Or, you know, why didn't you do that? He goes all in all a great copy, but not perfect kind of thing. I thought that was actually a yeah. pretty good scene. I, I, I didn't even remember at all, you know, we, until I just watched it. We cannot skim over though that suit up scene is my favorite oh, yeah. of oh, yeah. all of them him just yeah, like Mark is getting dope. the br- briefcase down drops like, it down there's a whole iron man suit in that briefcase that is amazing like <laughs> you, you, uh, sorry i, I can't i can't like you oh yeah he has a little thing in infinity where he taps it and then but the iron man suit comes out this was like a really cool like visceral like briefcase yep. put his hands in it come out yep ah uh, yeah, that's. I think the Mark V is one of my favorite suits. Yep. You know, one thing about that, seeing the Mark V in that scene, like you said, it's such an awesome scene. They spoil it in the trailers. Yeah, I really wish I would not have known that was coming at yep. all. And you see it for the first time in the theater. Yep. And, and, you know, that was one of those scenes, too, where it was obvious that it was going to be at the racetrack. You know I mean? Because that was a setting that was just so... They sh- that's all you kept seeing in the trailers was that scene. And, and I mean, it does happen somewhat early in the movie. I mean, it's not the final scene, but yeah, definitely. If, if you saw that in the theater for the first time, that would have been just a awesome, awesome scene. Uh, let's talk about Sam Rockwell and Justin Hammer. Cause by this point we would have seen him right because of the Stark, yeah. the yeah. Um, uh, Stark expo and all that. Uh, what do you think of him? I mean, he is just a slime ball from the first moment you see him in this movie. I mean, he just, it's not likable at all. You could tell there's something going on under there. I mean, obviously, he's Stark's rival uh, from the beginning, but you just knew this was not going to go anywhere good, you know, especially when, you know, you have uh, Ivan kind of coming out of the woodwork. Uh, what do you guys think of Sam Rockwell's portrayal here of uh, Justin Hammer? I thought he was great. I thought he was great as kind of the semi-villain, semi-comic relief of the movie and just the fact that Tony Stark had zero respect for him on (laughs) any level, any chance he had to insult him, he would do it. I I thought that was great. Yeah. Uh, I love too. you know, he, he tries to a little bit later on in the movie when he goes, uh, Ivan's asking for his bird. He wants his bird and he brings him like, you know, just this fake bird. He's like, is this, it's just a bird. Come on, man. Like he's trying to just pass off this fake bird. I love, I just love, uh, Sam Rockwell's portrayal as him. It's, it's just great. Um, all right, let's talk about, I guess, the birthday party, because that's one of the other big scenes, which, <laughs> yeah. man, well, when the I think, go ahead. I think the key here is, though, is, like, um, Stark having that, uh, the Palladium core that's, like, oh, yes. really, really yeah. messing with him. Yeah, that's leading the whole thing. And it's, it's leading to, like, oh, like, and he, him also, like, thinking he's, like, oh, no longer, like, it combines that with Vanko coming out and attacking him making him no like cutting him down he's no longer the god he was right he's super mortal and he starts thinking about it that way like he made pepper the the ceo and he starts thinking about like oh what am i going to do with all this like just like selling things off like donating things to like the uh the painting collection to the <laughs> yeah. boy scouts of america yeah but uh he he really starts to like double think all of his stuff there yeah because he thinks this is going to be his final birthday Right. So he's yeah. like, all right, now, well, let's just throw a go ahead, Paris. What? Now, we, we got to address one other thing before the birthday party as well. Not only the sickness, obviously, is what's driving him towards kind of this death wish that he has. 
But we also get our first introduction oh, to Black Widow, Black Widow. in the MCU. And, and I love that scene because, you know, this is before him and Pepper are romantically involved. And he's like, I want one. And she's like, no. <laughs> this is really good. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, who, she's fighting Happy, right? In the boxing ring? Isn't that oh, that yeah, scene? She, she yeah, she beats Happy down. Yeah, it takes Happy yeah. down. It's awesome. Uh, so, yeah, so the, the birthday party is is just a great scene. I mean, he's sitting there without the mask on, but in the full Iron Man suit with... What, what's the song that's playing? It, it's a classic... It takes two to make it a thing. It takes two. Go that's right. what yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. awesome, man. The crowd's cheering. He's throwing stuff up in the air, blasting it with the blaster. And uh, of course, you know, uh, they they bring Rhodey in, and Rhodey says, "Well, there's only he pretty much realizes there's only one way to stop him from doing what he's doing, and that's to go match him and put on the suit." So that's where we see Rhodey first get into what what armor is that? Is it the the that's Mark II? The Mark II. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Gets in the Mark II, which at this point doesn't have the full war machine rockets and all that. I mean, that's something that comes yeah. a little bit later in the movie. Um, but I love that scene of the two of them just just battling it out um, in the house. I think that that's awesome. One, the birthday party. One small thing about that um, that that a lot of people overlook. Tony, our ahead of time, had already program the mark two to allow Rhodey to be in it because up until that point the only person that can get in those suits is tony yep. stark yep. but he had purposely had already set it up so that he could get into that suit i mean that's a key thing didn't, like didn't, I think didn't we even see that at the end of iron man didn't like they kind of came in yeah he was kind of yeah. like he kind of pointed at it and he's like no not this time not this time yeah yeah so um but yeah, so he he basically defeats. I don't want to say defeats because it kind of does end in a stalemate between the two of them. Uh, but uh, Rhodey takes it and brings it back to the Air Force um, at that point, which you know I think in his head seemed like the logical thing to do. Um, but uh, you know when you got Hammer kind of on the side of the Air Force, and you know the Air Force of course wants it, the government wants to have this thing. Um, that leads of course to uh, some potential issues at that point. Now that's when. Uh, what is that when he wakes up and Natasha's there and they kind of hook up with Nick Fury right at that point? Yes. Yeah. That yeah. was it right he, after that. He's in the donut. Yeah. Like they cut to him and <laughs> yeah, he's like, just right. like lounging the in the big donut. <laughs> yeah. Eating love... donuts, lounging yeah. in the big donut. They'd like tell him to get down. Yeah. And they'd go inside and he finally realizes, oh, Natasha is not, not just a, a worker over at uh, Stark Industries. She's actually part of shield now let me ask you guys when you went into this movie the first time did you know that she was playing black widow or no uh no i didn't really i didn't too much i know i didn't uh yeah i don't think i did yeah i don't think so yeah because it's funny man i was thinking like going back to these movies now and thinking about how we follow these mcu movies so close now we get trailers and we are going through every information and every preview that we can possibly get. Like so much is spoiled now, even though sure there there's moments that are kept secret, but it's like, we know what characters are going to be in all these movies now where before, you know, I, I think because nobody really realized what they were doing with the MCU of tying all these movies together and bringing in just the wealth of characters that they did. I don't think anybody realized that we would see a black widow in an Iron Man movie. It just was kind of out of, out of everybody's mind. Um, so I was shocked, like when I when that was like a, a, a actually a shocking moment for me. I remember seeing this when I saw it for the first time. So I love that, like I, I love that moment. Um, let's see. So then that's when what at that point we see Hammer looking at the armor, right? Is that when he hooks up with yeah. the uh, Rhodes and, and he's starting to show him all the different guns and yeah. weapons that they can put on? 
uh, yeah, onto, yeah. onto the Mark II. And uh, man, I mean, he, he definitely suits that thing up to make it look pretty good. Um, and then we get the moment with Tony and the diorama, right? Where he's he's kind of going back. Well, he, he like cult, they drop him off. They drop him off all that stuff from Shield and said, "Hey, you got some you got some studying to do. Yeah, and you're gonna you're gonna figure something out here." Um, and Coulson finally is just like, "I, I gotta go." And that's that's when you start to hear about Thor, because Coulson's leaving yep, right, Iron Man. To go, yeah, to go to New Mexico. To go to New the, Mexico, the he's like, I yeah. got a little problem in the Southwest. Yeah. Um, so he's he's going to handle that, and that's when Tony takes off, grabs the strawberries, tries to <laughs> tries to poison uh, Pepper with them, but uh, he realizes that that big diorama in the office is the key. To the new element. Yep, it's funny that that old movie almost looks like a like a Walt Disney World of Disney type video, well, doesn't oh, it? Hun, hun, that's exactly what it is. That's yep. exactly what it is. It's like the old what, what was it? The Wonderful World. Wonderful of World of Disney. Yeah, that's what it used to be called. And Walt yep. Disney would come out and intro it. It's the exact same and thing. And he would show like yeah. Walt Disney World in Orlando. This is what we're building, and that's exactly <laughs> yep, what yep. this diorama is. It's crazy. And that's also, and oh my God, I'm forgetting his name right now, but um, John John Sl- Slattery. Slattery. Right? Yeah, because he obviously, the the first Iron Man, they just casted some guy as Howard Stark, obviously not thinking that Howard Stark was going to be a big character moving forward in the MCU. So they went and got him because, you know, Mad Men was super popular back then. And uh, yeah, to be Howard Stark. So that was actually the second character change that, that we had in the MCU at that point. <laughs> but um, I, I actually liked him watching the old films and you just got to see the different sides of Howard Stark throughout yeah. it. And then you get to the very end. And, you know, Tony obviously had always had this perception of his dad that he didn't really love him that much. He was tough on him, blah, blah, blah. And then you find out everything that Howard Stark had been doing was for Tony because he knew Tony would be the one that could actually perfect all these things that yeah. he was attempting to do because the technology at that time simply wasn't ready. But Tony mm-hmm. would be the one to do it. So I thought that was a pretty cool scene as well. Yeah. And, you know, it's just kind of funny, too, to just to think about how much Stark Industries plays a role in all of the MCU, yeah. right? I mean, nearly yeah. every single movie is touched by Stark to some extent, right? I mean, maybe the only ones that aren't really Guardians, are what, Guardians? Yeah. Right? Is that it? I mean, there's that's it. I think I even think there's got to be a Doctor Strange, <laughs> some sort of Stark item within there somewhere, maybe, well, I would think, right? Well, it's interesting. Wow. Just I know, I know we're tangent off slightly, but like Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange has a deep-seated animosity towards Stark. So, you know, they're, they're, if you think about it, in the real world, a lot of people don't like the Starks for whatever right. oh, reason. Yeah. They, you know, because, again, like the we see in Iron Man 2, to, yeah, they're warmongers. T- Tony, very arrogant. Obviously, Howard back in the day was a big womanizer, things like that. So, you know, yeah, they kind of are the key to a lot of the things in the MCU, but not everybody really likes who they are. Yeah. Yeah, but this yeah. is where we get our taste, knowing that they're even um, involved with Shield. You know that his father was even yeah. one of the founders of Shield, right? So yeah. I mean, that that's just something that moving forward, even though maybe the public doesn't like them, we as the viewers know, like, man, well, he kind of started this whole, or was part of the start of this whole thing uh, with Shield, which obviously is a huge part of the MCU. Just it's it's basically and, the the tying knots to all of this. 
Yeah, um, and speaking of Shield, that was the other cameo that we got during that scene because you know Coulson comes back as you know Stark's like, all right, we're, we're oh, doing a major yeah. upgrade, and we see a caps a prototype of Captain America's shield. Yep. And and then again the <laughs> other callback with Coulson, where'd you get that? And then we know because of the Avengers, Coulson was like the ultimate you know Steve Rogers fanboy. So <laughs> you know, you know that's the other thing that that was pretty cool as well. Um, and then not to mention Howard Stark was the one that created Cap Shield. So it's like it it all ties back together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's see. So then we get some shots. We see uh, Vanko. He's creating the um, uh, what? What do they call the um, the drones? The drones. Yeah, essentially the, the pre Iron Legion. That's what I called them. <laughs> Call them the what? The pre Iron Legion. Pre Iron you know, Legion. Stark, you know, Tony has his Iron Legion. <laughs> yes, there you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so he creates basically these drones. We get to see him, you know, basically creating that. And Hammer thinks he's going to the the expo, and he comes out dancing on stage, which is a hilarious scene of Sam Rockwell doing that. Uh, but he comes out, brings all these drones out, think everything's going to go great, and then of course, no, that is not the case. <laughs> and these drones start going crazy, and uh, of course, Tony and then Rhodey gets suited up, and they just go on this ridiculous, well, almost like a cat and mouse chase of these drones bringing them all yep. across the city and uh leads to a really cool scene what, what are they in is it like um some sort of like it's like a greenhouse of yeah sorts. like a biodome yeah. type thing like a biodome they, type thing yeah. kind of fight in there you, you got you got you got to back up to one thing before that though oh well, am i forgetting so 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 obviously you know roadie the war machine that's our first look at the the full war oh, machine yes yep and then you, you know um vanko or whatever you know is you're remotely controlling him but remember there's also the scene that now that they've retrofitted it into the mcu we get our first look at peter parker because he's the kid <laughs> he's the kid in the iron man mask that's that right Tony yeah. Says. Yep. yeah yeah i completely forgot about that man that's right yep um so, so then they, they we actually have at this moment, that's when the uh, the Mark II armor has been set to basically attack Iron right. Man, right? So it's yep. it's you got Rhodey in the suit, not wanting to be attacking uh, uh, Tony, but he is, as well as all these drones chasing him. But then eventually they're able to turn that around uh, and basically get a reset. And then you just have this awesome fight scene of them fighting within this biodome, fighting all the drones with almost like slow-mo, Almost reminds me of like a what like a John Woo film, just the way it kind of just like plays out, you know, kind of them just just blasting all these drones. Uh, but then, what do you think when uh, Vanko comes in, kind of in his whole you know little suit there in the end? Like that to me is kind of like I don't know that that's to me where that scene just kind of goes down at that well, point. Well, it's basically a remix of the first one with exactly. the Ironmonger. That, that's all it is. Yep, it's just Whiplash version. Of yeah. Iron Monger. Yeah. Uh, it, it's the classic first few movies where they have this yep. like villain issue where they yep. can't really finish it off. Or like they could have totally have had Vanko get like, he didn't have to blow up at the end. Like if they could have like captured him, like shut down the suit, knocked him out, you see him being carried away. Like, leave some room down the line to maybe see them even if it's not in that aspect maybe you see them in like agents of shield like right. who knows what where you see them but like like they just wanted to kill everyone off right away like they these were all like a one and done's like type of villains like we're just gonna kill everyone not worry about <laughs> any future <laughs> movies where we need might need villains yeah well i mean i guess it kind of just even makes sense i mean when you know when you look at just comic book heroes 
Yes, yes, there's a lot of heroes, but there's a heck of a lot of villains, right? So if you at least kill off these villains, it gives you the opportunity to just constantly have new villains and new villains and new villains. People can come back to the, for the heroes that they love, but they always want to just see, you know, the newer villains, I guess. So I guess that sure. almost makes sense. Um, but uh, I, th- I, I do like basically the way he set it up, though, at the end by, I mean, he blows himself up, but it's also blowing up all the drones. So he was even still thinking ahead, knowing, you know what, Tony probably is going to be smarter than me and find a way to defeat me and these drones, but I'm going to set it up to screw him over as well. Yep. And yep. Um, I mean, that's where, you know, you have Tony having a scene where he basically has to save Pepper and Vanko kind of like challenges him, you know, to, to try to do that. So I think that's kind of neat, you know, at least shows at least that he... Had a little bit more of a nefarious side than just trying to punch him in the face, basically, or hit him with some whips, which I thought was great. Um, and then at the end, this is when we get the uh, the kind of debriefing from Fury after all this craziness <laughs> yep. of Tony thinking that he's, you know, a god and and um, even his drinking issues and all that. Nick Fury says, you know what? We uh, just, just not ready to use you your personality. As a... You're going to be a consultant. We don't need we can't <laughs> be using you in the field. So uh, and. Also, our first glimpse at Wakanda and Atlantis was in that scene. Was it really? Oh, yeah. 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 Because you see, you see, because on that map, you see in the background, you see it plotted in Africa. That's obviously Wakanda. Right. And then you see it plotted in, in the Atlantic Ocean. Ah. That's Atlantis. I didn't that's Namor. That. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, and then we have a great oh, and scene. They, and, they, and then they also address the Hulk. The Hulk was in that too, because that was one of the incidents that Fury had to go. He's like, "You think you my only problem?" And then you see like the Hulk thing in the background at the college. Awesome. Yep. Um, and then we get a great scene too with uh, Gary Shandling doing the oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> putting the pin on. I love it. Uh yeah. And again, just rest in peace to him, man. Because yeah. you know we obviously we'll obviously we'll talk more about him with the Winter Soldier, but. I would imagine if if he'd still be alive, they'd have brought that character back again. Oh yeah, you know, in some capacity. Yep, he's great for sure. Um, and then of course the post credit scene. Got to talk about that one. This was yeah. uh, it. Before we get into that, I actually want to do a callback to something earlier in the movie um, when Tony actually hands over Stark Industries to Pepper. He makes a comment about it's you. It's always been you, mm. and that's the same exact thing he says in the End Game trailer. Yep. About mm. Pepper. So nice little callback that I just heard. I was like, wait, I've heard this. Where did I hear this? Oh, it's a trailer. <laughs> oh, just recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. Nah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty. Uh, not many people are going back to Iron Man too and, and pulling that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I wonder if she's gonna be the key to some extent. I don't know. I don't know. Someone uh, might say she may rescue. Yes. Tony Stark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. And then, of course, what we're saying that the end credit scene is where we see Coulson basically on the phone saying, We found it. And that's when you, of course, see the, the hammer at the bottom of a crater in the middle of the desert, New Mexican desert. And that is, of course, that Thor is up next. Yep. Now, we didn't mention the uh, Stan Lee in this. Where was, where was Stan in this? Wait, why am I not remembering? <laughs> You're I, I, right. I, I'm thinking of I, I just watched Thor, and so I was thinking of him and Thor. Where is Stan Lee in this movie? Uh-oh. Oh my! Oh my I God! Now I forget. Even, I watched this was like he, last. Uh, he wasn't in the. Was he at the Stark Expo? I think he was at the Stark Expo, right? Oh, oh my God! This is terrible. We're doing it a podcast. I don't remember the Stan Lee cameo. Stan Lee, Iron Man two. 
He's at the expo, yeah. He's yeah, like yeah. when when Tony. It's like the first person view. Yeah. When expo. Tony's like leaving the expo. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So classic Stanley man. I I just I was thinking I just watched Thor, so I was thinking of him in Thor, <laughs> but uh, but yep, Stan. He he's of course in there. He's got to be in there for sure. Um. All right. What else? Iron Man two. What do, what do you guys think? I think just just. I mean, we talked in the beginning, I guess, a little bit our overall impressions uh, or just kind of where it sits now. Uh, but I think this movie, like I said, like we just kind of talked about when it comes to his father, you know, like the just the role of Howard Stark set in stone here and all the you know pieces of him being a part of S.H.I.E.L.D. and everything. This movie for what happens in this movie in, in the reveals there really carries through through much of the films and, and you oh, know yeah. even seeing tony being so super arrogant here feeling like a god and basically knocked down and then even at the end of the movie to even be knocked down by nick nick fury as well he's got something to prove moving forward you know through through the mcu and then obviously you know of, of course he does and it takes off from there i do think it's interesting that like I said, this obviously was a setup for the Avengers and things down the road. The only Avenger of, of the original Avengers that was not even hinted at in this was Hawkeye. Because you had Black Widow in it. Hulk was was hinted at. Cap yeah. was hinted at. Thor, obviously, is the after credit scene. And then, you know, obviously mm. Iron Man. So Hawkeye was the only one that, you know, we don't get any hint towards in, in that movie. So, I mean, like I said, for me, that would be my only negative towards it is this was really a highlight movie to let's let's get the mcu pointed in the direction that that we want to course correct it because if you think about it iron man and hulk both came out at the same time in 2008 the very next movie after they knew they had a, a hit on their hands was all right let's just keep it going with iron man <laughs> iron let's do man iron man too, again yeah. yeah they didn't even yep. they didn't introduce thor or captain america and then go back they immediately was like a strike while the iron's hot and go because think about it there was it was only a two-year turnaround to iron man yeah, 2 oh, yeah. they wasted no time getting that movie back out i think all in all it's it's a good it's a good movie and it strikes all the all the right iron man stuff for me they kind of touch on like you know how intelligent he is his background with his father they go into some of his struggles with his own like his own stuff um his relationship with pepper it's all there in this movie and i really i really like it and i wish I don't know. I wish it was like I I don't want to wish it was like more recent, but they did a great job with the uh the CGI in this one. So it's not yeah, like not it could bad. be improved yeah. by that. Yeah. But yeah, it's a it's it's a solid solid contribution to the MCU in my opinion. Yep. I like I said I I think the only other thing I would say is Kind of, if Iron Man two were to come out now in the MCU, I really think they would have focused more on the demon in the bottle portion of it because I felt like they touched on it a little, but there's so much more they could have done done in the movie with the demon in the bottle portion of it. And then it was like, okay, once he meets Nick Fury and you know he gets the element, he's not an alcoholic anymore. He's done. Like there was no yeah, he cleans himself up. True, yeah, it was like immediate, like snap of the finger, and he was done. So that'd probably be my only real nitpick towards the movie. Yeah, because I'm even trying to think in Iron Man three. Do we get to see? Is he even done with the bottle in that? I'm trying to. Well, he's he, he's full on PTSD at that point because yeah. of New York. I mean, that was the focus of Iron Man three. But yeah. hey, we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> it's not far off. So yeah, so the birthday party really was his last hurrah, essentially. Hmm. Yeah. 
All right. Well, let's wrap this episode up. Next time, we will, of course, be talking about Thor, guys. So uh, get excited for Thor. That'll be uh, on the next episode. But uh, don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at MCU Rewatch. Send us your emails, mcurewatch at gmail.com. And don't forget to like and subscribe through whatever podcast service of choice you tune into the show, whether it's iTunes, uh, well, any of those other services out there, Stitcher, Pocket Cast. Uh, I don't know. We're, we're out there. You can find us anywhere. And uh, any, any final words here, guys, you want to throw out before we wrap it? Oh, I will just say Robert Downey Jr. Again, he is the absolute glue of everything that they've been doing yep. in this MCU. And Iron Man 2 was another great example of it. We are one month and six days away from Captain Marvel. As yes. I'm recording this. Oof. Ooh, it's nice. crazy. I'm All so right, excited. everybody. Well, thank you for tuning in and making us a part of your week, however you're tuning in. And with that, we'll catch you guys next episode. Adios. Later.